seven number. men, seven strangers. Does that not make you a serial killer? So I didn't kill him every day, did I? Did I go out there every day and say, hmm, I'm going to kill If I did, there well, would be hundreds. Well, it took you 12 months. Then he brings up Rex again, and that's when I looked at him and I started stopping him. If I had shot my own children, would I not have done a good job of it? Because, you know, first of all, women generally don't commit crimes this heinous. Right. Uh, you know, this is usually the domain of men. That's unfortunate. Hi, Gabe. Hey, Danny. How are you doing? Pretty good. Enjoying this amazing cloudy weather that we get all the time because of where we live, which is not California. They know we live in California. <laughs> they can't prove it. <laughs> How are you? Good, good. Nothing really exciting has happened since we met last week. So my life is very steady, so still, I still haven't filled my tire with air, so <laughs> my car is still mad at me. I still have that anxiety, and we're all caught up. Yeah. Sounds about right. There is a gas station <laughs> not far from here where you could probably remedy that. There's a gas station like near my house and the people who work there know me and they're so nice. They always fill up my gas for me and they clean my windows and they've like replaced my tire for free. I really, I just have to go. What? But That's a sweet deal. I don't know what's wrong. How did you swing that? Well, the guy who always helps me is super creepy. So... <laughs> That might be it. I don't know. Well, uh, you know, pros and cons. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I actually stopped going to that gas station because of it. But. But the freebies. Yeah, he can fill up my tire, so. Yeah. It's creepy out there. It is. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Let's talk about <laughs> someone killing someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about somebody, a woman doing something. Right. Equality. So, you ready? Yeah. Let's All jump right. into it. So. This woman is named Lana, and she was born in 1969 or 1970, depending on her birthday. Uh, She's currently 54. There is just, like, not much about her at all, okay? So we're just going to get right into it. All right. It always bums me out when, and it makes sense because this is, like, the biggest event to happen in these people's lives. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, how many of us keep, like, great records of our childhood and... Well, I mean, in... I don't want to give it away, so I'm not going to say it. So, I mean, okay. there, there's stuff that comes out later about our childhood, but like whether or not it's true is questionable. We'll Got see. It. We'll see. You'll figure it out. So, on July 21st, 2018, a man named James Blackledge was out riding his motorcycle, as one does, and he spots this woman running across a lawn and waving him down. So, he pulls over and she tells him that her husband has fallen down the stairs. And he needs to call 911, which he does. And then while he's doing that, she runs to the neighbor's house, who's their close friend, the woman's close friend, to tell the neighbors what happened. So she brings her neighbor back over to her house, where the motorcycle guy is also waiting. And she tells them where her husband is. She's like, oh, he's just down the front walkway on the bottom of the stairs where he fell. The only staircase in the house. And so she then sits on the front step outside the house while the neighbor goes inside and he feels for a pulse and he doesn't find any and he tries to resuscitate the man but is unsuccessful and he knows at this point the guy's dead. The woman who had run across the lawn ends up being named Lana Clayton. She was a VA nurse and had been married to her husband, Steve, for five years at that point. She's a nurse, Gabe. Yeah, but <laughs> but this is in the 
what the 80s no she was born 70s so 2018 this is 2018 oh okay so this is like so she's been a nurse for like decades probably yeah she's born in the 70s yeah and she couldn't resuscitate her husband i mean i know the theme of the show is women killers but that's, <laughs> that's women just, in crime <laughs> right but that's like a spoiler like like really you the nurse couldn't resuscitate your own husband but mm -hmm. you expected your neighbor to try i don't know if she asked him to or he just went in and did it but yeah it's it's a little bit like a red flag situation there also she's a nurse wouldn't your whole goal be to just keep doing chest compressions like call 911 and you just keep doing you're chest getting ahead of me i say okay. all this in like three ball okay. <laughs> so lana and steve had yeah. met online in 2010. you know and which site i do not probably um what's that one that's been around forever mm, eHarmony yeah probably yeah. eHarmony right or something like that they got married three years later and it was her second marriage and it was his sixth or seventh his sister said that they had lost count. He apparently just loved to be in love. Six or seven marriages. Uh-huh. Because divorces aren't cheap. Like, they cost some money. Mm-hmm. What does he do? We'll get into that. Okay. <laughs> right now, he was an accountant turned millionaire when he opened up a physical therapy business that just took off. He retired by the age of 40 as a millionaire. Okay. So he can afford all these marriages. Yeah, he can. Did he ever do prenups? It, it comes into the story later, but it doesn't seem like it. Okay. So Lana's story is that Steve had been having really bad vertigo the last couple of days and had pretty much been bedridden and she had been taking care of him. I don't Have you ever been around somebody with vertigo? No, actually. So my mom used to get it really bad and it's just like feels from what she told me, like the room moves and like it hurts really bad. Your head hurts. Like all you want to do is just die. <laughs> it's not fun. Huh. Is that like an inner ear thing? Like mm -hmm. So it is possible to totally lose your balance. Yeah. She says on July 21st, she was out gardening. And when she went inside, she found him at the base of the stairs and then ran out to get help. The police officers on the site said she seemed filled with a huge amount of guilt for not checking on him sooner, and they didn't notice anything suspicious. The only thing was, it doesn't seem like he fell down the stairs. It seemed like he died at the base of the stairs. So Steve's nephew, who is a policeman in a neighboring town, hears about it. So he comes, and his name is named Nick, and Nick has this weird nagging feeling in the back of his head. He's like, something is weird. He knows that Steve always carries a cell phone. Like Steve never doesn't have it. So why wouldn't Steve have called Lana to come up? Or why wouldn't Steve have called somebody for help? And he also knows that there are phones inside the house. So why would Lana run outside to get help? Just see somebody driving outside and flag him down. Like why? Yeah, those are odd. But so she could have been, you know, in grief, panicked. Exactly. You never know thinking. how you react. You know? Right. Yeah. And as far as him forgetting, forgetting a cell phone, I, I carry my cell phone just about everywhere, but there are certainly times when I put it in another room to charge or something. I don't know. Yeah. Or if you know you're not feeling well, you might not even think about it. Right. I mean, because the way I'm seeing it is if he got vertigo, he may have just like wanted to sit down for a sec mm -hmm. and lo close his eyes. It, it may not have been to the point where he was like, I need to call someone. Mm-hmm. 
and then it turned out more serious than not. I mean, like if I walked into the house and I found Kobe dead, I, I'd probably run. I'd just like bail. I'd be like, <laughs> okay, I gotta leave and find somebody. You would like, just get your, your go bag with your passport and cash. <laughs> no, no, no. Like I would like run away from the body and yeah. like try to find help. I yeah. can see that being a first instinct as well. Yeah. Versus thinking like, oh, I need to find a phone. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, those are weird. But like, is it really that weird? Who knows? Mm-hmm. So Nick is thinking the same thing. But he's also thinking about how we talked earlier it's weird that as a nurse, she didn't even try to resuscitate him. That that part is a little less, you can't weigh that away as much mm-hmm. because obviously be, it being your, your husband, your partner would be very traumatic and you don't know how you react in the moment. You still expect the kind of training she's been in to kick in to some extent where, okay, you got a body, you got someone who's dying or dead and you really should check on them or try mm-hmm. to resuscitate them or chest compressions at the minimum. Yeah, like I think if Kobe found me, he would try to resuscitate me like just on. But I mean, again, it's an emergency. She found her husband on the floor. So who knows? Uh, So Nick is there when the coroner comes and the coroner asks Lana what she wants to do with the body. And she goes, I don't know. I just I can't think about that right now. And, you know, that's reasonable, right? Yep, Fair reaction. Super fair. So then the coroner's like, "Okay, we can take the body to the morgue. We'll get some tests done. And then she's like, no, no, no. I just want him cremated. There's a spot like less than a mile away from our house. Just take him there. They'll do it. Suspicious. <laughs> it's a little weird, right? Why'd you change your mind so fast? Hmm. And then Nick is like, as a policeman, he's like, I would personally like get test ran. You never know. And like, why not? And Lana's like, nope, nope. Just get him cremated right now. <laughs> oh man, if, if you're gonna lie, you, you gotta have contingencies for when these questions arise. Mm-hmm. Steve has a second nephew named Chris. So there is Nick, who's on site, and then Chris, both Christmas themed names there, right? Like, yeah. um. Hadn't thought of that. Yep. <laughs> is that why you picked it? No. <laughs> so, like, Chris Kringle and St. Nicholas? What is it? What's the Nick one? St. Nicholas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Nick is like, I should call Chris. He needs to know. And Lana's like, no, just give it time. And Nick is like, he needs to see the body. He needs to be able to say goodbye. And Lana's like freaked out. And she's like, no, just leave it alone. And walks away. And Nick is like, what the freak is happening? So he immediately calls Chris. And then Chris calls Steve's sister, Rosie. And Rosie is like, I haven't been able to get a hold of Steve for three days, which is super weird. And she says she's been worried about him. And Nick and Chris both go to Steve's house to look around and they go up to the bedroom and the bed is like full of pee. It's obvious that Steve had been bedridden for at least a few days, which lines up with Rosie not having been able to get in touch with him for three days. This is weird for a few reasons. Like, even if he had vertigo and he was bedridden, Lana's a nurse. She should know how to take care of somebody in this state. Absolutely. Having a bed full of pee is not how you do that. I also wonder why, how he got to the back then, if he apparently was so bedridden he couldn't get up to use the bathroom. Right. So if he was so bedridden, like, and couldn't get out of bed to pee, how did he get up and get to the staircase where he supposedly fell, right? Right. So the same day, Chris mentions to Lana that they should find the will. And Lana immediately starts denying the existence of a will. 
She's like, he doesn't have a will. And Chris is like, I know there's a will. I've seen it. And Lana's like, you're absolutely wrong. There is no will. Oh, man. It, it, she's falling apart at the seams here. Her plan is unraveling. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she should have just been like, oh, we should find it. And then like not be able to find it and be like, maybe there wasn't one. Like, yeah. I don't She's Yeah, you're right. She's just losing it. And so... To make it even worse, the boys walk in on Lana just like trash talking Steve to people who are visiting. Like um, like after his death, like now. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's saying how he was on some like hardcore drugs and he was abusive and all this stuff and that they have never heard. Or sorry. And Chris and, Chris and Nick are like, we've never heard this before. There's no way it's true. Like Steve was super great and amazing. And like, we would know if he was on drugs. They try to talk to her about getting an autopsy and she's like, no, we can't because all of the drugs he's on will show and we can't have that happen. It'll make ruin his reputation. And <laughs> Why would it? I don't know. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a retired millionaire and you're out there you know, doing drugs, I don't, that's like your prerogative. I don't know. Who cares? She's like trying to stop the autopsy yeah. and like trying to figure out how to do it. And I think as the spouse, she can just not let it happen. Yeah, she would have final say. Mm-hmm. Especially since it hasn't been flagged as suspicious by the police. Just depending on the way in which she killed them, and uh-huh. I think it's pretty obvious how at this point, <laughs> you could maybe hand wave some of the symptoms. It depends. I'm not sure. You know, it depends on what she used and if, if it's something you can find in a talk screen. Right. So they try to talk to her into an autopsy. She's like, no. And then the boys get together and talk and they recall to reschedule the cremation and get an autopsy. And so technically the coroner can do whatever like Lana wants, but they somehow manage to convince everybody like this is suspicious and it gets flagged and it's approved for a full autopsy with toxicology. Originally, the going theory was that it was a heart attack, just had a heart attack and died. But after the autopsy, it was clear that this was not a heart heart attack. And the toxicology results further back that up. So a highly concentrated chemical was found called tetrahydrozoline. You're the expert. (laughs) (laughs) The coroner had even... Uh, had to look up this chemical and what it was because she didn't know what it was. And it turns out it's this chemical that's found in eye drops. So, symptoms of ingesting this include drowsiness, low blood pressure, slow heart rate, impaired breathing, and possibly even a coma or death if you drink enough, right? Yeah, we've. Uh, I think we've heard of cases like this before. I don't know if we've covered them. We might have covered one We've before. done antifreeze. I don't think we've done eye drops yet. Yeah. I'm not sure. Okay. It would ring a bit of a bell, but... Have you ever seen Wedding Crashers? No. That this happens in that? <laughs> he puts in um, some eye drops into a person's drink and they end up having like really, really bad diarrhea. He does it to give them diarrhea to get time alone with a girl. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> but whenever I watch that movie, I just think like, that's so dangerous. <laughs> yeah. That's a, there's a fine line between giving someone diarrhea and then, and then, yeah, them dying or slipping into a coma. Mm-hmm. So Lana's called into the police station to be questioned. And at this point, she is very suspicious, but other possibilities have to be rolled out. 
you know, police work and stuff. Right. So get this. They tell Lana they got some reports back and have a few questions. And without even like asking her anything, she's like, oh, well, you should know that Steve would always put two drops of eye drops in his coffee in the morning in order to make him go to the bathroom. And the police are like, that's suspicious. She doesn't even know the toxicology results. And she's already talking about eye drops, which are what were found. It's just like suspicious. I'm glad these people get caught, but... It's also like... Just like a few tweaks and she could have maybe gotten away with this. Yeah, it's like, what are you doing? And so the person interrogating her says like, okay, that's you know, normal. Let's talk about this toxicology report here. (laughs) And it shows tetrahydrozoline, tetrahydro, yeah, sure, in his system. And Lana goes, oh, yes, that's what's in his eye drops that he uses in the morning. And at this point, like, what? Like, how do you know what that component is in eye drops that he supposedly takes? Like, who? Even the coroner didn't know. Like, come on. Because it's possible as a nurse she came into contact with a patient who suffered from this but then why would she let her husband take it daily she could have she thought of all of these pieces ahead of time she could have made it work yeah so at this point more police come into the room and lana suddenly starts saying how maybe steve tried to commit suicide and how he had a mood disorder and like all this stuff and they end up letting her go and return home and i think this was to probably wait for her to like do something to get more evidence because she's just like throwing herself under the bus right now. (laughs) (laughs) So they end up going back. I will say the house is called a mansion like all the time, you know, just a little snippet there. So, because I call it a house. But So the police go into the house with her and she just immediately starts saying all this stuff. She's like, he was abusive physically, abusive, verbally abusive. And he was constantly telling me to do things. And I was just getting really tired of it. So I squirted an entire bottle of Visine into his water. So she she just fully said that. admits to yep. squirting an entire bottle into his water. Yep. And she's like, I didn't want to kill him. I just really wanted him to suff diarrhea or something. <laughs> How does she say he puts two drops in his coffee in the morning to go to the bathroom, but yet she just wanted to ha- him to have an upset stomach by pouring the whole bottle. She said she was <laughs> mad and like didn't even realize what she was doing and she didn't expect it to kill him. She doesn't even know if it was a, a whole bottle, but like she's just like losing it. Like she's going, I, I don't know. I've never killed somebody. I don't, I don't know. Right, good cover. <laughs> <laughs> Would I act like this? No. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding, I don't know. So anyways, we ultimately, I just want to like put this in there. We don't know if he was abusive or not. A lot of times that is private. I don't want to make any assumptions since abuse is so serious and hidden a lot. But I will say the previous women who had relationships with Steve said he was never abusive physically or verbally. He was amazing. And his entire family was really shocked and angered at the allegations. So. Yeah, I'm... A little surprised to hear none of his exes exes had anything bad to say about him, but that does support the fact that Lana is lying because he's an abusive partner tends to have a, a history of this. Mm-hmm. A, a guy in his 50s or 60s. 60s at this point. Yeah, d- 
they don't tend to suddenly become physically verbally abusive that tends to be something they've been doing for some time to multiple partners mm -hmm. so lana's story uh just keeps crumbling at every turn yeah after the police leave lana ends up taking a bunch of pills and turns the gas on in her house and leaves a suicide note claiming she can't live with herself after accidentally murdering her husband. Did she, did she underline accidentally? <laughs> <laughs> I did feel the need to repeat it yeah. accidentally. <laughs> Gosh, would, would turning like the stove on and leaving the gas on really kill you? It would take a long time, right? It would take a while. She said she took pills, but it also depends on which pills she took mm -hmm. and how many. Was it was it a whole bottle of something? It didn't say. Nowhere said. I doubt it was then. Because I don't a whole, think so. Yeah, a whole bottle of most pills would have done some damage. But even then, you could, you tend to throw them up. Okay, well, I mean, she survives. Yeah, unsurprisingly. Uh, yeah, she's found and taken to a hospital and she does survive. So... On August 31st, 2018, Lana was formally charged with Steve's, uh, Steve's death and he was murdered on July 21st. So it's like a month and 10 days-ish. Since he, since he was murdered. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, the police, their theory is she had been slowly poisoning him and slowly poisoning Steve and he had been bedridden for a couple days, which makes sense with how Rosie hadn't been able to contact him. And then on July 21st, he had some kind of adrenaline surge and got up and managed to get to the bottom of the staircase where he died. His bedroom upstairs went downstairs. Got it. So gets a little cray cray here. <laughs> if you need more reasons to be like, yeah, I think Lana did it. So in 2016, Lana convinced Steve to move to South Carolina, which is where this happened. They live in South Carolina in their mansion. There had been an accident after they moved where she shot him with a crossbow on accident, again, accident, while he was sleeping. He ends up surviving, but like, how do you accidentally shoot somebody with a crossbow in your bedroom while they're sleeping? I get it. You're role playing The Walking <laughs> Dead. You know, you're being Daryl. But why? You're, while your husband is asleep? I I'm more shocked he survived a bolt to the head. I'm more shocked that he stayed with her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people will forgive a lot. That's true. I mean, Dick Cheney and the guy he shot in the head while hunting. Quail hunting. <gasps> I forgot about that. Yeah, he, they're still friends. I think. Wild. So. Yeah, he he survived. I. How do you how do you pass that off? How did she react when she shot him in the head and he didn't die? Probably about as well as she's handling this murder. I don't know. <laughs> she had to have handled it well though, because like they stayed together. How did he not? It must have been some toy crossbow from Walmart. I don't. I have a hard time imagining how he a, survived. Yeah. Maybe just like I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but it happened and. Coincidentally, ironically, who knows why, but, or if maybe Lana didn't know, but in South Carolina, if a man or wife, man or woman are to die without a will, everything goes to their spouse. Well, that, isn't that an amusing coincidence? I know. Shocking, right? 
absolutely just wild. Who who would have guessed? Definitely not Lana. No. <laughs> no, honestly, at this point, I, I struggle to believe she looked at the laws in the state. You know, like she she put so little planning. Okay, she definitely <laughs> probably did Google like best state. <laughs> best state to commit murder. <laughs> oh gosh. Should have yeah. gone to Canada. She could have been found guilty and then released a year later. Well, she does end up... So, like, all of this is speculation, right? Right, of course. Unfortunately. Innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, she's saying, like, it was an accident. So, it's not murder. It's well, actually, manslaughter. Well, that's the thing. It, it still would be murder because she still did it knowingly. Well, she ends up pleading guilty to tampering with food and drugs and voluntary manslaughter. So, so she, she did a yeah. plea deal. Yeah, she, I was, I was going to say she pled down. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, that's definitely even because even if they bought, he was abusive, he was hurting her, and she did this to defend herself. She still murdered him. Right. Well, it would, accidentally it, murdered him, Gabe. Come on. But but she, even in her story, she was like, <laughs> I was so angry, so I poured. And that's like second degree murder. Yeah. But. Well, then she's like, I don't know if it was a whole bottle. It might have been. I don't yeah. Know. Anyways, but okay. How much? How much time do you think she got? Um, let's. Oh wait, see. I'm not there yet. So during the trial, okay. think about it. So during the trial, the defense said that Lana had been abused throughout her childhood and also raped multiple times when she went into the Air Force. None of these allegations were ever reported, but that was their whole defense was that she had a history of abuse and then having Steve abuse her as well. She snapped. But she didn't mean to kill him. She just meant for him to suffer. That defense may have worked. So on January 16th, 2020, she was sentenced to 25 years in prison. Oh, so she got she got the, the 25 to life, the, mm-hmm. the whole... 25, yeah. So Lana, as of today, has not been awarded any money from Steve's estate. But she apparently, all her neighbors were like, yeah, she was having a... Uh, bonfire the night after he died and they think she likely burned the well in that fire i don't know much about wills but i thought you notarize them and give copies to your lawyer if you're smart yeah i'm a little but- surprised to hear <laughs> i guess that didn't happen <laughs> yeah really like because he, he was like okay he was 60 right yeah but he was a guy wealthy like, he was wealthy and he lived in the computer age the modern era like how could he have not had digital copies his lawyers have digital copies send a pdf on over to them yeah like, like i mean is, can you do that or do they need a note or i don't know i'm not sure but I don't either have a way will. if i die it all just goes into the ether <laughs> <laughs> so that is that murder well you know i i can't give her points on any particular thing besides moving to north carolina okay the wild thing is she would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for Nick and Chris. Yeah. But see, this, this is why she bugs me beyond being a murderer. She didn't account for those variables. Yeah, that's true. Because if Nick hadn't been a police officer and he hadn't heard about it, right? then the body would probably be cremated by the time she told them. And then it would be too late. Oh, that was then. her plan, wasn't it? And yeah. then Nick fucked it up. Yeah. But... <laughs> But it's possible with how shady she was acting. I guess the fact that it was the family, right? Mm-hmm. That, that is what allowed them to ultimately 
get yeah. the autopsy. Yeah. So man, I guess yeah. In 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 that way, she got really close mm-hmm. to getting away with it. And that's probably why she didn't plan for all these questions, is because she didn't think there would be. But yeah. like, if you're gonna murder, you gotta think of those like simple questions, like what if they do an autopsy or toxicology? Re- oh. Yeah, he has family. His family might want something done with the body that you don't want. And that could well, be an autopsy. She was, yeah, well, I think she her whole plan was they wouldn't find out until after it's cremated. Because she wanted it cremated the next day. Even even that would have been so suspicious, right? Like if you're a coroner or a police officer and you have a, wi- a very recently widowed woman saying, I want this body turned into ash. that's not what she was saying until so. after they mentioned Tess, which is a red flag. You're right. No, no, she no, you're right. should have thought about it. You're right. I misremembered because initially she says like, oh, whatever. I, I can't deal with this. Yeah. Yes. And they were going to cremate him because that's what they were, were going to do. Mm-hmm. So I, I see what you mean. Yeah. She did get really close. Yeah. Let's see. 25 years. She got sentenced. 2018. 2020. 45. Well, she's been in prison since 2018. So they probably count those years, right? Yeah. But realistically, if she on good behavior, they'll probably let her out early. It won't be like that much earlier, but... 100% she's going to like sue for some part of the estate. Probably. But if she's been charged, like... But she was charged with manslaughter. I don't know. We'll have to keep tabs on what happens when she's released. (laughs) Man, we need a lawyer consultant now (laughs) to tell us how this works. If you're a lawyer, let us know and we'll uh, add an update on this episode. I bet it varies by state. Oh, it does, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, surely someone... I think we have... We must have... South Carolina. Yeah, we must have listeners there. (laughs) Yeah. But lawyer listeners? Hard to say. I wonder if lawyers even listen to true crime or if it's like Probably not. Yeah. I feel like it'd be too close to what you do at times. Well, that is is the story. Of Lana... Clayton. I keep wanting to say Lana Del Rey. (laughs) (laughs) It's Lana Clayton. Thank you for the story. Mm -hmm. Oh, I do have one thing in regards to the... I drop poisoning. My foot, foot fell asleep. Oh no! The what poisoning? <laughs> Shake it out. The 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 visine, the eye drops. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So I, I took a look at how lethal eye drops are, and and there's there's good and bad news. Yeah. For those of you who want to use eye drops. Okay. Many brands of eye drops, and even some visine ones, no longer include tetrahydrozoline. I think it's the ones that get rid of redness, right? Yeah, they're looking at workarounds now. Ooh. Not all of them are lethal anymore. In the same way, mm-hmm. but those that are. So there's this uh, handy metric called LD50, and it stands for lethal dose 50%, which means it's the amount of toxic substance that will kill half of a test population. Ooh. And we tend to do this, study this on mice. Okay. You know, because mice aren't people. Right. And they have no souls. Yeah. Okay. So the LD50 for lab mice uh, ingested orally is 345 milligrams per kilogram. Okay. That's, that's, uh, I guess to put it into perspective, if you look at the LD50 for potassium cyanide, a well-known effective poison, Mm -hmm. in mice, that is five milligrams per kilogram. So you need significantly more... Like like you need like crazy high dosage of visine in comparison to something like cyanide, which you need very, very little, which Hmm. is why... The good thing about the eye drops is they're odorless, tasteless. Yes clear so that's pretty handy you could like instead of just instead of having water in a water bottle just buy like 50 packs of icing and just put them all in right but (laughs) the downside with it is because you need so much you it often doesn't 
kill the person. It doesn't work as expected. Um, like I was surprised to hear, and maybe she was lying, but she said she only put a bottle. Well, the thing is, they don't think that's right because he was sick for three days. They think she was continuously poisoning right. him. And yeah, she must have been. Yeah. But some of the stuff I read said it can take as many as like seven bottles to kill a person. You know, it all depends, right? On like their- I mean, that's not many. That's like what? Less than a shot. It's more so that would be hard to explain away. Yeah. Depending on how you buy it, depending on where well, you buy it. you know, my friend puts it in his coffee to make him poop. <laughs> <laughs> as you do. <laughs> Interesting. Not the best way to murder somebody, I don't think. No. I do think like, you know, points because, yeah, it is tasteless. It is odorless. Mm-hmm. When it works, it works pretty damn well. But the pesky family got in the way. <sighs> Did it again. But for those of you out there, keep an eye on your loved ones. You know, if they're suffering... From, from vertigo or blood pressure <laughs> issues or diarrhea. Yeah. Or if they happen to slip into a coma, which which this can do. It can, yes. You know, maybe ask for a talk screen. It's fair. Or if spouse is suddenly like, oh, I lost the will. Yeah. <laughs> I upped their life insurance very, <laughs> yeah. very recently. <laughs> That's always, just a coincidence. Yeah. It's always the telltale signs, right? Yeah. It's always money. Yeah. Not always. A lot of times it's money. This time it was definitely money. Well, unless it was abuse. Probably money based on how she acted with the will. Yeah. That 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 does suck, right? Because we'll never really know. I know. We like are obviously making assumptions, but yeah. we'll never know for a fact. Cause yeah. Unless she changes her story. Maybe, maybe time in prison will refresh her memory. Yeah. We'll see. She's cool. been in prison for... Four years? Four years. So 21 more to go. It'll fly by in no time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for the story, Danny. You are welcome. For those of you listening, follow us on Instagram and Facebook if you're so inclined. Mm-hmm. We'll be releasing episodes semi, maybe regularly going forward. Yes, like and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> Bye for now. <laughs> <laughs>